Live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Wilson stands up straight. Now he leans towards the line, gets the snap. Raiders bring a blitz. He takes up off the middle, and he's wrapped up from behind. Guess who? Max Crosby with the sack as he races over to the far sideline. His eighth sack of the season. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Devontae Adams slot right. Matt Collins there as well. First and 10 on the Broncos, 35. Carr, play action again. Looking downfield, lofts it near corner. Adams wide open at the five. He walks in, and the Raiders walk off with the win. Touchdown, Devontae Adams, to win it here in Denver. Here's your boy Q. Yes, yes, yes. Here we are again. It's another Friday. It's another Buffalo Wild Wings. Each and every Friday, we're out on the road. We're at another Buffalo Wild Wing location. Today, we're in Henderson, 65 East Horizon Ridge. Come on by. Hang out with us for the next few hours. we got a bunch of prizes to give out. Uh, nice Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts on the table right here. A bunch of tickets from UNLV to the card show to all kind of things going on uh, in and around town. We've got all the hookup for you. Of course, Coors Light brings us a lot of prizes as well. So uh, it's, a, it's a fun day to have a fun day. It is Black Friday. And uh, before I even let you know the guests that are coming up on the show, and we will be uh, joined any minute now by uh, Raider linebacker Luke Masterson. So I'm excited about that. But I mentioned it's Black Friday, so didn't know, you know, exactly what the streets were going to look like because so many people do all their shopping online, and, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. My man Danny is all the way in the Christmas spirit already. I mean, man, the turkey ain't even really settled in his belly yet, and he's already into the Christmas holiday as he's in studio in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, and I do appreciate him and his efforts today in for DeMond. My man's got his Santa hat already. So, um, Danny, are you all the way festive? Are you the guy that's got the, the lights up on the house, the tree already up? Or, I mean, are you full go mode at the Danny household? So we are, I would say, probably about 75% of go mode. Okay. We got, uh, we got the tree up. The, okay. It comes with lights on it. We do the fake tree. There but, you go. That a boy. Uh, the night before Thanksgiving, we decided to put up the ornaments. So that's all done. Now we just got to decorate the outside and the rest of the house. All right. Well, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Are you a Black Friday guy, though? Are you a guy that goes and does all the shopping? Or do you uh, get behind the, the keyboard and, and do all your shopping online? There's not a chance I step foot in a store today. <laughs> I, I know am that's 100% right. <laughs> Amazon shopping. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm actually excited next year at this time. Not that I'm trying to fast forward to a whole another year, but next year at this time, there's actually going to be a football game going on, an NFL game, Black Friday games uh, by Amazon, as a matter of fact. And I just, man, I'm telling you, I just have to believe that that's going to be, or it should be, a Raider home game each and every Every Friday, every Black Friday should be a Raider home game. Just like the Cowboys have the Thanksgiving Day tradition, the Lions have the Thanksgiving Day tradition, I think there's a new tradition that is formed, and it starts on Black Friday next year. I'm Just me. That's just me. But I think it just makes all the sense in the world. Black Friday, silver and black. I know a lot of teams have the black jerseys now, but we all know where that started from. I would 100% be on board for that telling you i think that that would be super cool but again that's not till next year so <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that when that time comes up but we do have a lot of good guests coming up on the show today i'm very excited as i mentioned raider linebacker luke masterson should join the show any minute he'll kick off the opening drive followed by jason horowitz 
Raiders play-by-play voice. 2.30 is when he'll join the show. And uh, he was actually part of the Raider Roundtable with myself and JT the Brick earlier this week. So we're going to talk to Jason, talk about what his expectations are for this game going up against Seattle. I mean, it's going to be a tough one on the road. The weather's not going to be very good. And Seattle's playing really good. And, oh, by the way, it's tough to play in Seattle with all the the noise and, and, and the weather and a really good team. So Jason Horowitz joins us. At 2.30, our good friend Faven K from Fox 5 Morning Show. She'll join the show at 3.30. A big-time Raider fan, season ticket holder, is at each and every home game. So we'll talk to, about, talk to Faven all things silver and black. And I'll just say she was uh, today on the news. She had her uh, power red uh, outfit on. And I said, there you go, power red. Uh, I think I'll have to wear the red polo today to have a power red day. And then she told me that there was a little bit something different behind the reason why she rocks the red. And she said she rocks it every single Friday, and so we'll talk to her about that as well coming up at 3.30, and then Tim Booth from the AP will join us at 4 o'clock. He'll give us our final preview of the Seattle Seahawks and uh, go behind the scenes a little bit and see what makes Seattle tick, what makes them go, and what his expectations are for the game coming up on uh, on Sunday. So excited about the guests that we have. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show as well, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Text line is 69187. Keyword R&R. Again, we are here at Buffalo Wild Wings uh, in Henderson, 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway. Come on by, get hooked up with some of these prizes that we have on the table and we have more prizes on the way. Plus, it's Black Friday. If you're not at work, you might as well be here hanging out with me, right? I mean, why not, right? Get your weekend kicked off the right way here at Buffalo Wild Wings. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, get into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So, Danny, whenever Luke calls in, just go ahead and give me the thumbs up, and we'll make sure we get right to him. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a question out there, as we always do. I like to bring a topic or two to the table each and every show. And uh, the first one is, what will you be looking for Sunday versus Seahawks? I did this last week, and the Raiders came up with a victory. <laughs> so there's there's that. Usually I say keys of the game, and they haven't been winning, so they won when we started looking at uh, you know what you'll be looking for. So that's one question. And then what concerns you? the most about the Seattle Seahawks? That's the other question I have for you. What concerns you the most? And uh, I'm doing a little on-the-job producing right now. The Raiders just let me know that Luke should be calling any second now. So go ahead and and watch that line. But those are the two questions that I want to throw out there to you. What will you be looking for in this game? And what concerns you most about this Seahawks team? And I'll go ahead and start things off as we uh, are waiting for Luke Masterson to hit us up. I, uh, I want to see what I'm looking for. I want to see how Sam Webb bounces back. Sam Webb had a rough game on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. They targeted him early. They targeted him often. You know, and I'm, I'm not sure if Nate Hobbs is going to return or not. I, my gut feeling tells me he's going to be back. But, you know, until he's actually out there, we don't know. But I do think Sam Webb's going to get plenty of burn. I'm just interested to see how he bounces back from that. So uh, that's one of the things that I'll be looking for in this game coming up on Sunday versus Seattle Seahawks, how Sam Webb bounces back and also how the secondary handles the big playability of the Seattle Seahawks. So think about that. those questions that I threw out there. Uh, what are you looking for in this game on Sunday versus the Seahawks? And also, what concerns you most about the team that the Raiders will be playing? One guy that's going to help slow down the big play ability of the Seattle Seahawks is Raiders linebacker Luke Masterson, and he joins us now on the phone lines. And, Luke, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate you, and I know you guys had practice on Thanksgiving, but uh, how was your Thanksgiving after practice? Uh, you guys got out of there. Everything go good for you in, in, on Thanksgiving? Yes, sir. We had a good practice, and I uh, got to spend some time with uh, my wife and some teammates. It was a great day. 
There you go. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. And, and again, I know it's not that fun having practice on Thanksgiving, but it's football. And you've been playing football for a long time, and it's always a pleasure to be playing uh, around Thanksgiving. So, Luke, I mean, how has everything gone for you this season? I mean, you're a guy who makes the 53-man roster as an undrafted free agent, and you've gotten mm-hmm. plenty of burn this year, including a couple starts this season. So how's things gone for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy ride so far, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I'm grateful for every opportunity. It's been an awesome. We have great teammates here, a lot of great leaders, a lot of great veterans that help a lot of, like myself and all the other young guys come along. Um, like I said, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but um, look at every week as a learning opportunity and just trying, trying to keep getting better every week. One of those leaders and one of those veterans that you have that plays your position as well as Denzel Perriman. He was a pro bowler last season. Uh, how big has it been to be able to, to learn from him and kind of pick his brain a little bit just about the NFL game? It's huge. I mean, he's a, like you said, he's a pro bowl linebacker. Um, he's elite, and uh, he knows a ton about the game. So just trying to learn as much as I can about him every week. Have you had that uh, welcome to the league rookie moment, or have you had that big wow moment as far as uh, getting <laughs> out there on the field and, and some kind of play that you just didn't expect? Uh, I wouldn't say one moment, but, I, you know, right when you get here during camp, even in August, you know, you start going against drills against all NFL guys and your first experience with the NFL. I think that was kind of my, you know, welcome to the NFL moment, just coming in here and trying not to have that one play specific welcome to the NFL moment, but, um, you know. It happens. It absolutely happened. I mean, again, these are, you know, it's, it's a whole different ball game, but uh, it's been a heck of a ride, no doubt about it. Again, we're talking with Luke Masterson, Raiders linebacker, here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. What's the relationship like between you and Darian Butler? Both of you guys made the team as uh, undrafted free agents, and both of you guys are linebackers. Yeah, Darian's awesome. We, uh, we've helped each other through camp and uh, all throughout the season. It's really great having a guy pretty much in the exact same situation as you, um, you know, to talk to you about stuff and to really understand what you're going through. Um, we both play a ton on special teams, so we get to work a lot together on those units. And uh, it's been great. I've gotten really close to him, and uh, um, it's been a great ride. Last week against the Broncos, the defense gave up 10 points in the first half, but then really buckled down in the second half and only gave up six points, Held the, obviously held them under 20. Uh, how big of the, was that to, you know, make, go into the locker room, make those adjustments, and be able to come out and play that kind of defense and give your, give your offense an opportunity to win it at the end? No, it was huge. Um, I think we all came into that game with the right mindset. I think our energy was awesome throughout the whole game. Obviously, everything didn't go perfect. But uh, the energy on the sideline and on the field was great the whole game. I think that's one of the big reasons why we won. So uh, we're trying to keep that going into this week and the next. What kind of energy and juice did it give you guys when Max Crosby had that field goal block right before halftime? You guys got to run into the locker room right after that field goal block. It was huge. I mean, we work on that every week. And uh, we've been close, and we finally got one. So I mean, especially in that moment, in the, uh, the situation we were in, it was awesome. It was huge. Again, we're talking with Luke Masterson here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. This week you have a, a, a pretty tough out, man. The Seattle Seahawks, they have some big playability. They also have a really tough running back in Kenneth Walker to the third. What have you seen from Walker on film? Yeah, I actually played with Kenneth in, uh, at Wake Forest for a couple years. Um, so I know him, know him pretty well. Um, he's a great running back. I mean, he's got great lateral quickness. He's tough. He runs hard. And he's got that breakaway speed. So we definitely got our hands full. How fun will that be to be going up against a guy that you, like you said, you used to play with back at Wake Forest? It'll be awesome. I think uh, every week you kind of play with somebody that you either played with or trained with, and uh, to play against somebody directly that you played with for a couple years is pretty cool. 
Is there anybody that you're looking at, and I'm not trying to give you bulletin board material, but is there anyone that you'd like to, you know, uh, tackle or, or make a big play off of, come up with an interception off? Is there anyone that you kind of coming into the league saying, hey, man, I can't wait to play against this guy? No, I'm just trying to do my job every week to help the team win. But that's all you could ask, right? That's all you could ask. Yes, Again, we're talking with yes, Luke sir. Masterson here on Radio Nation Radio 920. I do want to take you back real quick to the preseason when you came up with that big interception in the preseason. How cool was that? How, how was that? What was that like when you came up with that big interception? Oh, that was awesome. I think uh, that was definitely a great moment in the preseason, and uh, it was fun. We celebrated with the teammates. Everyone was really juiced up, and uh, seems like forever ago, but that, that yeah. definitely was an awesome moment. It does seem like it's forever ago. I mean, it was the preseason, but, man, it does feel like it was so long ago. But uh, here you are, you know, heading into week 12, again, about to get on that bird and head to head to Seattle, take on the Seahawks. So uh, you feel like you had a really good uh, day of practice today. And, and, matter of fact, this whole week in preparation for this game. Yeah, I think uh, every week we do a great job of trying to treat practice like a game and uh, take those reps really seriously. And I think this week was no different. So we're looking forward to Sunday. Final question for you. How, how is it, I mean, when, when you have a holiday like Thanksgiving in the middle of the week and, you know, you're trying to prepare to, you know, spend some time with family and everything, does that make the, the practice week a little bit more difficult? Uh, there's definitely a little bit of a distraction, but everyone around the league is dealing with it, and uh, I think we dealt with it, dealt with it well. And, uh, you know, practice, we, we went out and practiced hard and treated every rep like a game and, and uh, came out today and did the same. There you go. Well, Luke, thank you so much for your time. We do really appreciate you. Uh, you've been doing a fantastic job this year, and uh, keep it up the good work, and uh, we'll be paying attention on Sunday. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Luke Masterson right there, Raiders linebacker, joining us to kick things off here on this Friday, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Many thanks to the Raiders for uh, making that happen. We do appreciate that. Good to hear from the, the young man who made the team as an undrafted free agent. And uh, we talked about it quite a bit when the 53-man roster came out and all the undrafted free agents that are still on the squad that made the squad. And, you know, it's just it's got to be such a sense of pride. And, uh, and I know Luke has been out there really working hard, special teams, uh, defense, whatever the case may be, whatever they ask him to do, he does. So uh, definitely wanted to get a few minutes with Luke. And uh, they're ready to head to Seattle and take on the Seahawks. So, again, thanks to Luke Masterson for getting us going. Now we want to continue rolling again. Jason Horowitz will join us at 2.30 uh, to talk all things silver and black and, and what he'll be looking for in the game on, uh, on Sunday, including maybe some big plays from Luke Masterson. But we want to hear from you, 702-365-9200 and uh, 69187, keyword R&R. That is the text line. What will you be looking for in this game on Sunday? And what uh, concerns you the most? about the Seahawks. Uh, we got a text from the 415, Sam Webb stinks. That, I just I just edited it. I don't think he stinks. I think he's a good player. He just had a bad day. You know, I think he'd be the first to tell you, but he's an undrafted free agent, right? I mean, he's a, he's a rookie. He's learning the game, and they went after him. But he made some really good plays the week before. That's why I'm interested to see how he bounces back because the guy can have a bad day. Anyone's going to – we all have bad days. You know, it doesn't mean that the guy is not good. It just means that he had a bad day, and that's why that's one of the big things I'm looking for is how he bounces back this week. Because if you can put those behind you, those bad days behind you, and just build on a really good day, then you're good to go. Mailman Raider said, Q, I'll be looking for Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams to get over 85 yards because I have money on it. Also, looking for Nate Hobbs will be a big, come, uh, big, big help coming back. I'm most concerned about Ken Walker. The kid's an absolute stud. Danny, was that a text from you? I know it says Mailman Raider, but was that a text from you? He said he's got some money on it. You got yeah. some prop bets on the on the yardage? I do not have any prop bets on the Raiders <laughs> game as of right now. 
As of right now is the key words. He doesn't have any any prop bets as of right now. Danny's got a bet on everything. There's If there's a bet, I bet that Danny's got a bet, right? I mean, that's the one bet I feel comfortable with that <laughs> that I know that Danny's got money on something. But uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the yardage. Uh, I'm not really worried about how many yards they get, but I would love to see both Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams come out of this game with uh, 1,000 yards on the season because Jacobs is at 930 right now, so he's 70 yards away from 1,000, and Devontae Adams is at 925. So I would love to see both those guys go over the 1,000-yard mark uh, on this game on, on Sunday against Seattle. Of course, with Hunter out and with uh, Darren out, that's gonna, they're going to need to step up. They're going to be, uh, be really relied on, and I think that Josh Jacobs, uh, if he can get rolling, last time that, uh, that Seattle was on the field, they are just coming off their bye week, but last time they played, they gave up 160-plus yards to Tampa Bay. And, oh, by the way, Tampa Bay doesn't run the ball. <laughs> but they still gave up 160-something yards. So uh, I think it's an opportunity for Josh Jacobs to have a really big day on the ground if they go ahead and continue to feed him. Uh, let's see. Got a text from the 510. Uh, he was on the opposite side of the field. I'm not sure what that says. Uh, 623. A text from the 623 from Sal says, besides winning more games down the stretch, the one thing I'd like to see is the penalty situation cleaned up. I don't know if anyone has told the players this, but it's not a good stat to be leading the league in penalties every year. Why can't any coaching staff the Raiders have clean this area up? That's from Sal. Sal, that is a great question. That is a great question and a great observation and something to really look forward to. And that's what I, I, that's something to look for in this game as well. I mean, the Raiders last week almost had 100 yards in, in penalty yardage. Like, you can't have that. Right, because like you said, it's just you cannot just lead the league in penalty yards year in and year out, and the Raiders seem to do it. But if they're not leading the league, they're right up there at the top. And I'm telling you, man, you you just there's times that they're able to get out of first and long, second and long, but I mean, you're just you just you're setting yourself up for failure every time they get a holding penalty or they get I mean whatever the penalty is, it's something right illegal formation. Holding when it's not necessary. I mean, how many times have you seen a holding penalty totally away from the play? Didn't even have to happen. And then defensively, you know, illegal contact, pass interference, whatever the case may be. They gotta, they've got to stay away from those kind of penalties because those crush them. I know last week Max got called for, uh, what, he jumped off sides once, and that was he was just trying to jump the, the snap count. So, okay, I mean, that at least is an effort penalty. And then the penalty he got on, on, on Russell Wilson, I still think that that was really suspect, but that's just me, right? I mean, he's got to be careful with that because these guys, especially with certain quarterbacks, you know, if you're a guy with a name, more, more likely than not, you're going to get that call like Russell Wilson did. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think it was a little suspect of the call, but I get it. That's what they're, that's what they're doing. They're protecting the quarterbacks at all costs, so you've got to be really careful with that. But, man, besides that, everything else is just not even effort penalties. Effort penalties are, 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 you know, one thing. But when you're just getting penalties just to be getting penalties, it's absolutely ridiculous. They can't do that. Sal, that's a really, really good point. Uh, let's see. Got another text from uh, – uh, that's about it. All right. So hit us up, 69187, keyword R&R. &R, and then, of course, the text or the uh, phone line as well, as Danny is standing by in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio it's 702-365-9200. Again, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings. we got Jason Horowitz coming up at 2.30. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway is where I'm at. Buffalo Wild Wings. 
Every single Friday, we're at a different Buffalo Wild Wings, and today we are in Henderson again, 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway. Come on by, hang out. There's plenty of action on all the TV screens. The World Cup is on one screen. We've got Cal football on another one. Got some hoops action on another one. There's all kinds of TVs, all kinds of sports on to check out. And, of course, it's Black Friday, so come on by, hang out, get your weekend kicked off the right way. You know, I know you probably had a lot of turkey or ham or all that good stuff uh, at the house on, uh, on Thanksgiving. Well, get out here and get a little chicken wings uh, action. You know, get some get some good B-dubs in your belly today, uh, you know, to kind of drive into the weekend, get excited about the weekend. Coming up at 2.30, Jason Horowitz, the voice of the silver and black, he'll join the show, talk all things Raiders, the victory over the Broncos, and also what he's looking forward to uh, going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Also throwing out there to you, and you can hit us up on the text line at 69187, keyword R&R, or 702-365-9200. What will you be looking for in this game uh, against Seattle, and also what concerns you the most about the Seahawks in this game? Again, 702-365-9200. Hit us up like our guy Raider Fish in Berkeley did. Raider Fish, welcome to the show. Ooh, man, uh, top of the post-holiday to you guys. I hope you don't have a, uh, a food coma like I did, man. I, I, ate, <laughs> I ate too much. I but think everybody anyway. did, brother. I think everybody did. Yes, sir. But it's a, it's, a, it's, a bla- it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to, you know, have more than enough to eat. Now, yes. Yes. <laughs> let me clear my neck out here. Uh, things that concern me. Well, let me just rattle off a few bits. Geno Smith, man, that dude, he concerns me because he has a propensity to take off when the, when the play breaks down. So he's definitely a concern. And then, you know, Seahawks, they have big play capability over the top middle but it ain't just Metcalf and Lockett that little speed dart Marquise Goodwin baby uh we yeah. really woo, really need to be concerned about that cat and you know and, and I think we're going to go man coverage but I'm gonna get into that in a minute <laughs> but another one that I peeped out about the Seahawks is what I call that formation flexibility they got versatile t- uh, tight ends who can block and run out and they line up in some weird formations, man. So I hope our D.C., uh, you know, has the binoculars ready and his abacus and, and, and sundial and everything else he needs to figure out these uh, flexible formations, okay? Now, what I want to see is pretty much, well, a little wrinkle, but one thing, special teams, continue that success, okay? We had a block and two huge, huge kicks from Cole Cole Cash Money Carlson. So let's keep that up, but put some return juice on it. Pour some return juice all over it, okay? I need to see turning the burner, and I'm going to pound the table and knock down the door. I need a Mick Robertson as a, as a wrinkle to uh, return some kicks. Offense is real simple. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Run, 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 just boom, over the top, kill shots. Now, the weather, weather's going to be a factor, baby. And our O-line, as far as run game goes, they better than decent. So I, I love how we're going to run that rock. Even if Colton Miller can't go, we're going to go run heavy. And I like that last formation of J.J. and J.J. and them and them. So we're talking about J.J. and Jakob. We call him Jakob, the big, the big dump truck up middle blocking. And uh, one overload, uh, one wrinkle is an overload. We want to overload one side every now and again because I think we're going to be able to run the ball with success. And let me finish with the defense. And Q, thank you for letting me ramble, baby. Yeah, okay? go for it. <laughs> no matter what happens, we need energy. Keep your energy up. That's, that's, let's go, guys. Let's go, guys. Every-
every single play that results in a stop, a loss, or a turnover. I want to see that. Let those guys get in each other's ear hole and, and really pump each other up. Keep punching at that melon and snatching at that ball. The weather, the weather's gonna help us, okay? Because I think it's gonna be a mutter game. I think it's gonna be one of them sludge muttered and slobber knockers. And I think we can run the ball for dang near two hundred. That's my prediction. We may run for two hundred. And Q, thanks for letting me ramble on. And I did panhandle and collect some cans, and I've made my way. I'm, I'm floating around Washington State right now, and it's already raining. Baby, I'm going to pitch a tent outside the Kingdom to sneak my way in. But I do have a ticket. Let's go Raiders. Hey, hey you know what? Show them, show out, and holler. There you go. It, baby, when there you go you, out. There he goes. Raider Fish in Berkeley right there. Put on a show, my man. Put on a show. Have fun at the game, my man. Definitely appreciate uh, what you're going to be looking forward to. And, you know, one thing really stood out to me uh, was when you talked about special teams because we've all been pretty hard on the special teams, uh, Coach Coach McMahon around here. I know I've been pretty hard on them because I wasn't a big fan of the coverage unit. The kick coverage has been really good lately. It's really been getting better. And I think the return game has been getting better as well. Amir Abdullah, I know you mentioned turn of the burner, but how about Amir Abdullah? We need to give him a little bit of props, man. Amir Abdullah got the ball out where? A couple times to the 40 last week? I mean, he's 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 starting to show a little something-something, and that's something that Coach McDaniels actually talked about a couple times uh, this week is that, hey, you know, they're, they're continuing to work on the special teams unit, and it's getting better. So normally I would say always kick the ball out of the, out of the end zone and just let them start at the 25-yard line. Now they're starting to, you know, have, have success with Carlson kicking the ball short and them just going down and coveraging covering it and, and, and pinning them deep. So I'm really been impressed with what I've seen as of late from the special teams unit. It wasn't very good early in the season, but it's looking a lot better right now. So uh, thank you so much for that call, Raider Fish. We do appreciate you. Uh, I know Danny's going to be getting uh, Jason Horowitz on the phone line any second now. We'll we'll get to him, but uh, keep those calls and keep those – well, keep the text coming at 69187, keyword R&R. How about this text from the 916? Raider Chavez said, I believe Jacobs will win us the game on Sunday. With him running hard, it will set up the play-action pass, and we can see Adams get another 140 yards. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving, Q. Let's be the, beat the Sea Chickens. That's from Raider Chavez in the 916. And, yeah, that – uh. You know, if you know, going back to even what uh, Raider Fish said, if if you can get the run game going, and if Josh Jacobs can start dominating, because I do believe the weather is going to be pretty bad as well, and that's that sets up for a good game on the ground. So you know, that's that's something that the run game works all year long, right? I mean, and I know this is not a playoff team, but you know, late in the season when it's late November, December, January. You need to be able to run the ball. And and Josh Jacobs, the good thing about what they're doing is they're able to run the rock with him. So if they can continue to run the rock with him, and and, and especially, in, like I said, in bad weather, uh, then that could, that's a good thing. That is absolutely a good thing. So, uh, you know, it, that's 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 definitely going to be a key. Uh, that's going to be a key to, to what we need to or what we need to see from the silver and black. Me and Danny are doing on on uh, on air producing. Yeah, go ahead and call him right now. That's why you can call him right now. <laughs> So, <laughs> Danny's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we're trying to do sign language through the, the video that we're doing. So, uh, he knows what he's doing, and I know what he's doing as well. So, uh, definitely appreciate Danny's efforts back in the home studio. Uh, let's see. Another text real quick before we get to Jason from the 707. I guess a lot of these so-called Raider fans either weren't alive and haven't heard of Namdi Asamoah because he was terrible for about the first season and a half, and luckily the Raiders stuck with him because he became one of the best quarterbacks in the game for about five years. And, man, that is such an awesome text because I remember all the frustrations with Namdi, and I remember myself keep saying, 
When is this guy going to be the dude that they all said he's going to be? When is he going to be that guy? And then finally he got that interception against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, uh, man, it just seems like after that he just took off. And like you said, he was the most dominant cornerback in the league for a good four or five-year stretch. And then he went to the Eagles, and, well, it all went downhill from there. Joining us now on the phone lines to talk about the game he saw in Denver and talk about the upcoming game against Seattle is Jason Horowitz, the voice of the Silver and Black. And Jason, thanks so much for your time this afternoon, my man, and hopefully you and your family had a, a happy Thanksgiving. You as well, Q. What's, uh, were you talking about Namdi Asimwa? Who were yes. you talking about there? Namdi. Yeah, Namdi. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty awesome. Uh, it didn't work out afterwards, but he was pretty awesome for a while. Yeah, it was. I was talking about Sam Webb, how he came up. Is, uh, I was talking about Sam Webb and the fact that he had a rough game uh, against Denver, yeah. and sometimes that happens. And one of the things I'll be looking for this week is how he bounces back and what it looks like, you know, what it looks like when he, uh, when he takes the field. So uh, what do you think about Sam Webb and the bounce back after having a rough, uh, rough day uh, against Denver? Well, I, I hope he does. You know, we talked about that earlier this week on the roundtable. And and I, I really hope he does. Now, what will be interesting, though, is how much playing time he gets or, or what the cornerback rotation looks like um, if Nate Hobbs is going to play. Now, yeah. I know Coach McDaniels was asked about that earlier today, and he said there's a little bit of illness going on and you know trying to, trying to get him back and all that stuff. And I don't know if he just meant with Nate or if he meant you know, a bunch of guys that are dealing with an illness and he's not listed and all that stuff. So, so there's a bunch of things that are there. Um, but, but, but Nate was playing, you know, the first four games of the season at a really high level. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at that point, remember, um, Anthony Averett was on IR and Rocky Steen had missed a couple of games. So the, the, the corner rotation has never really been whole. So it'll be interesting to see when Nate comes back, um, you know, what that looks like. But, but I hope Sam does because he has played really well in stretches this year. He just did not play well against the Broncos. No, no, he didn't. I mean, they they went after him. They knew he was a young rookie. They said, okay, well, here's going to be your welcome to the league moment. And and they went after him, and and that's what they're supposed to do. That's what good teams do. They find the the weak link or what they think is the weak link, and they go and target it. And so that's what they did. But I'll be interested to see, like I said, what Sam Webb looks like on Sunday if he's able to bounce back a little bit. Now, Jason, I I talked to uh, Luke Masterson before we had you on. He actually started off the show. Uh, He's another undrafted free agent, made the 53-man roster. He's had a couple starts so far this season, and he's been getting some pretty good players playing time as of late. What yeah. have you seen from Luke Masterson? He's the same player he was in preseason. He's always around the football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, it, it, with all the injuries they've had at linebacker, there have been moments that he's been on the field with the green dot. And that yeah. happened in training camp as well. It happened in preseason. Um, he and Darian Butler, uh, if you remember the four preseason games, I don't remember exactly what the number was, but those guys played like 90% of the defensive snaps. <laughs> Because they just, you know, yeah. Denzel Perriman wasn't playing, Divine Diablo wasn't playing, so those guys were on the field the whole time, and I think it really helped. And I don't know that anybody went into the season thinking that Luke Masterson was going to be a uh, a guy that was going to make the roster, but but he absolutely earned his way on, and I think he's played pretty well when he's been out there. Uh, and it's a guy that, um, man, he, he played in a Wake Forest team where their offense, and I don't know how much Wake Forest football you've watched, but their offense is, is so unique but also can score so fast that they play a lot of plays. And he played different positions. You know, he started as a safety, uh, injured his shoulder in 2019, came back in 2020, but it was COVID year, so they were kind of in and out, and then moved to linebacker in that defense that, that played a lot of five and six uh, defensive backs when he was at Wake Forest, and he was the captain of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's had a lot of infra- a lot of 
time in college, a lot of games he's played, and and uh, I I think he's got a shot to stick around for a long time. I really do. I do too. I, I I like what he did in the preseason. I like that he got a lot of burn then, and I, I like to see him get out there now. And you know, this is part of what you're supposed to you be, know, other, quick, right? Q, the other part, the other part I like about Luke Masterson too, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, you're good. But w- one of the problems that this team has had is, is linebackers covering in the mm-hmm. middle of the field, right? Yep. And, and for that matter, safety's covering in the middle of the field. And I think one of the things, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But I think one of the things that Luke Masterson brings because he was a safety that put on 15 pounds or so to move to linebacker uh, in college, and then obviously he stayed there now, is he has those cover skills knowing he was a safety. And so I do, I do think that's important for them moving forward. No, you're right. That's a, that's a, a nugget that I didn't even really uh, think about. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a huge point. It's kind of like what Divine Diablo, you know, is, you know, because he was a guy that was a safety and converted into a right. linebacker with the Raiders. Right, yeah. And, I mean, he's also, you know, the other thing is, too, he also played the position that they had at Wake Forest called the Rover. Mm-hmm. which you would kind of think of as like a nickelback, but it's a bigger nickelback, so kind of like a heavy safety. But, but obviously that's someone who has to tackle but also cover. So he has that as his background, and, um, you know, I think that's huge. I do too. I, I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Jason Horowitz here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, talking about this upcoming game against Seattle. Before we actually get into the Seattle game, how have you seen the chemistry continue to grow between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams? I mean, 10 touchdowns is pretty large. Right? You know, yeah. you're on you're on pace for a solid, <laughs> excuse me, uh, you know, a solid uh, 17 touchdown season. You're on pace for a solid, I don't know, 1,800 yards. Um, it's just it's just something that they've been connecting consistently throughout the course of the year, and a lot of those are deep balls. Yeah. You know, a lot of those are just big plays, which is huge, and and and. And what's amazing about all of it is there's been a lot of inconsistencies within games. I, there hasn't really been a, hey, here's a four-catch first half, here's a five-catch second half, and the dominance has been consistent. It's been more like a, hey, here's a nine-catch first half, a one-catch second half. Mm-hmm. Um, or last week it was a great first half, and then all, all of a sudden you know, a, a struggle um, until, until the end. Right. But then there's that big play. So, so I think most people would love to see that be consistent throughout the game. But, man, it, it is something special to watch when those guys are, are connected. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's funny. After that walk-off win, I know uh, Derek Carr had mentioned that, you know, they're not where they need to be yet as far as the chemistry between the two guys. They're still working on it. And you can see it every once in a while. You'll see a pass go somewhere where, okay, Devontae wasn't expecting it there or Derek was expecting him to stop. I mean, could you imagine once they actually get 100% on the same page what it could really look like? Yeah. It, it, it's going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> and and <laughs> – uh, now, the question is, who else is in that conversation of stepping up, right? Right. So a couple games away from out without Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller, who knows what's going to happen with those guys moving forward uh, as this season progresses. And I think that, that, you know, we'll see, depending on what the record is, are these two wins where they're five and seven, and it's like, hey, the playoffs is still a chance? Or, or is it three and nine, and, you know, maybe that's not worry about rushing? You know, there's a lot right. of that yeah. Yeah. in this conversation here. Um but, you know, it hasn't really been a, a, an offense where there's been the, 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 the sum has been a hole for, for most of the season, um, right. whether it's been Hunter out with a concussion or Darren out with a hamstring or both. Um, it, it, you haven't had that. So, so it'll be interesting to see when that does happen. Um, but I, I'd like to see 
and, and, and I hope, and this is just for, from the end of last week, last week doesn't happen if Keelan Cole doesn't make that catch at the 50. And it right. was a tough catch yeah. coming across the middle. He had to reach a little bit behind him to make the grab, and he did, which is awesome because the week before he dropped a wide-open pass that, that, that kind of hurt the drive to try and tie the game against the, or win the game against the Colts. Yep. So, so I hope that builds some confidence for a guy that we really liked in training camp that got to know a little bit. Um, and because and he's getting all this time, right, without Hunter Renfro. He's on the field all the time. So maybe there's a little bit more there if he gets all those reps. Yeah, no, that's that's an interesting point right there. Again, Jason Horowitz is our guest on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I wanted to ask you, when it comes to, you know, the reps and, and, and what's going on right now with Carr and Adams and the chemistry and then continue to build, do you think that there's a chance, and I know this is not the way that McDaniels or anyone else wanted to put it together, do you think there's a chance where they really kind of build this offense right now around Adams, around Josh Jacobs, and then when Waller and Renfro come back, it's easier to kind of put those guys into the mix because they already know the base of how to how to use Adams, if that makes any sense? I don't know. I, I, I guess that's one of those a wait and see things, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the interesting part about this is Devontae's had all these massive games even when some of those guys haven't been on the field. Right. You know, think about after the 0-3 start, uh, Tennessee was the Mac Collins game. They couldn't get Devontae the ball. The yep. Cardinals game, Devontae scored. Um, but then the second half, we all know what happened, and it was it was it was pretty rough. And that's where the um, that's where the the questions about like uh, you know are they trying too hard? Do they know how to get him the ball? Who are, are they trying to get all of the ball? Like how is it working? And then he exploded against Denver, right? Nine for one hundred and one. Right. The game against Kansas City, it wasn't a massive catch night, but it was two massive grabs for one hundred and twenty-four yards and a couple of touchdowns. Um, the Houston game again, it was. It was a big game, but it wasn't full halves. You know what happens in New Orleans in the last three weeks? Q, I mean, the last three weeks you're talking about 26 grabs and over 125 yards and had five touchdowns. Right. Um, but it hasn't been both sides. So, look, Devontae's the, the focal point of this offense. I, I, anyone who's going to tell you otherwise is silly. Running the ball and being, and being balanced is the hope, and Josh Jacobs is delivered. Um, but Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro have to fit into Devontae being the focal point. And I think that's been what they've been trying to figure out since the get-go. And now they know that, that this is their guy. He's right. going to have to get you 100 yards every game. That's why you traded all that you traded to get him. Um, and the numbers for the season look like they've gotten everything they wanted to get, right? Ten touchdowns in ten games and almost 1,000 yards. That's everything you could have possibly asked for. Um, but if you go game by game... It hasn't been throughout. So that's, that's the goal. But I, there's no question that Waller and Renfro, yes, they'll add to it. But this has got to be Devontae's offense. Yeah, it really does. And like you said, that's what they traded all those assets for, to go get the best wide receiver in football. And that's exactly who they have. Again, we're talking with Jason Horowitz here on Red Nation Radio 920. And this is a roughness. So as far as this game against the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, it's a loud place. The weather's not going to yeah. be that great. Uh, what is your biggest concern when it comes to the Seahawks for the Raiders? All those things that you just said. <laughs> um, and also, a couple, you know, one thing I'm very interested in, and, and, and I have to go back and look specifically at everybody else, but the thing that stood out to me as I was building my, my, my charts for this week, a couple of different things, without even going big picture on what they do well or just specific to guys, man, the Seahawks offensive line is big. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Charles Cross isn't as big, but he's played very well as a rookie left tackle who was their top ten pick. But the rest of the guys, and these are, these are, you know, especially Gabe Jackson, who Raiders fans know so well because he made yep. almost 100 career starts for the Raiders in Oakland and Vegas. But, like, 
you're talking about you're talking about 330, 340. Abraham Lucas, the right tackle, 6'7", 330. Like, these are big dudes on the offensive line who are blocking for a, a rookie running back who was the offensive rookie of the month in October. Um, you know, they had Rashad Penny, but Rashad Penny's on IR and, and lost for the season, or at least you think so, with broken fibula. Maybe he'll be back. But Kenneth Walker has taken over, and they are running the ball well. Yeah. Except for that game in, in Germany against the Buccaneers. Right. But, but that clearly is something that they're going to try to do. Now, much of the year, the Raiders have done a really good job of stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and so they kind of lost that of late. It'll be interesting to see if that is something Seattle thinks they can exploit. But then, you know, how do the Raiders' corners handle D.K. Metcalf? You know, that is, yeah. that is a dude that, that, that is just so big, so strong. You know, we think of Devontae of how of what how great he is, but DK's got got him by a solid fifteen, twenty pounds. Right. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And then from a defensive standpoint, Seattle's got young players on the corners, uh, particularly Tariq uh Tariq Woolen, who Devontae Adams has talked about this week. But again, massive, right? Six four, two fifteen, a guy who, who had uh, an interception in four straight games this year as a rookie. Right. And you're not talking about a, a first or second round pick, you're talking about a guy who was a fifth-round pick Yep. Um, that I think you talked about in the offseason because you, maybe you saw him when you were in Texas. Yep. So maybe yep. there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he has played so well. And then, you know, they lost Jamal Adams at safety in week one, but it hasn't really been a problem. Uh, so, so there's a lot to like if you're a Seahawks fan about their back seven. And the question is, um, can the Raiders take advantage of it? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I'll tell you this, as a little nugget, uh, the injury report just came out for the Raiders, and Josh Jacobs is on the injury report with a calf injury, limited in practice today, and he wasn't listed yeah. at all on Wednesday or Thursday. So that's something he's questionable for uh, Sunday. That's so that's something, that's something to pay attention to, Jason, for real. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so. so that comes so listen, obviously that's a storyline for Sunday now. Yep. Uh, because that, you know, he practiced and he hasn't been on the injury report, I don't think, all season. So that's certainly a big story. How did how badly did he hurt the calf in mm-hmm. in practice? But then part two to that is the Raiders drafted two running backs in this year's draft. Yep. And Zamir White was a healthy scratch last week. Um, and Britton Brown has played the last couple of weeks, but only on specialty. So if Josh Jacobs does not play, remember we are talking about a team here, and you and I talked about this on the roundtable this week. We're getting close to, 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 you know, pretty strong, old-school domination by one back over the rest of the players. Josh Jacobs has 183 carries. The next most for a running back is eight. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. That's like he's got almost 85 to 90% of the carries, which in today's NFL, you do not see that. Um so that'll be a big storyline if Josh can't play, or even if he can, how healthy is he? Right, exactly. Well, him being questionable for Sunday is something to pay attention to, and you're right. That is yep. now the biggest storyline for this game going into way, Hugh, Sunday. By yep. the way, my friend, I am also now, thanks to my uh, 18-month-old, who sneezed in my mouth this morning, wondering <laughs> if I'm going to be on the late injury report list. So we got to have to worry about that, too. We can't have you injured, man. We can't have you on the injury report. We need you healthy. Listen, we need you. We need one, you on point. The one thing, <laughs> the one thing that my children know is, hey, do not sneeze in daddy's face. Yep. And uh, you know, you can only tell a seventeen-month-old that so many times. You know, she doesn't grasp that yet. So, uh, as I was getting her out of the car this morning, she literally sneezed in my mouth. 
Oh, no. Uh, so, so we'll see if snot bubbles are coming out in Seattle. Well, I'll tell you right now, man, uh, I'm not the guy to call for the call to the bullpen. If you need to call for backup, I tell you, I thought this was your goal, sideline and uh, on the air. No? Sideline. Hey, man, I'll be the guy on the sideline. I got your back on the sideline. But that, that work you do in the booth, man, that's that's uh, extraordinary work. That takes a special guy, as you know. I'm not that guy. Well, well we're going to take a lot of vitamin C here. So Josh Jacobs and I are both going to be, uh, both gonna be uh, working our way for Sunday very strong. There you go. Well, well, you're sound, you're sounding good right now. So let's just keep that up and uh and uh go go to Seattle and bring back a W. How about that? <laughs> uh, man, that'd be great to come back to Vegas next week with a win, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's a game that they can win. It's just you know they got to go out there and execute and make it happen. So we'll no see question. how it goes. But Jason, thanks so much for your time. Have a great trip to Seattle. Call a great game. And like I said, we'll we'll see you next week at the Torch. All right, Q. Have a great uh, rest of your weekend. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And talk to you soon. All right, brother, appreciate you. There he goes, Jason Horowitz, the voice of the silver and black. Could be on the injury report as well. We'll see. Hopefully not. But Jason, a fantastic job as always, and he's doing a great job in the booth side-by-side with Lincoln Kennedy. Many thanks to Jason for his time. 2.49 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway in Henderson. Come on by and see us. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Luke Masterson, questionable. Colton Miller, questionable. Kendall Vickers, questionable. And running back Josh Jacobs, questionable. All for Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. Roger Teamer, Teamer practiced in full. But really the big storyline, as Jason Horowitz joined us in the last segment, is Josh Jacobs' calf injury, questionable for Sunday. That could be a big deal. A lot of people say, hey, want to see what, you know, Amir, Zamir White looks like. Want to see what... Uh, what Britton Brown looks like. Do you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to see what they look like, but I also want to see Josh Jacobs continue to do what he's been doing all season long. So uh, apparently he's got a little calf injury. must have hurt it in practice. And we'll see how severe it is if he's able to go. And if he is able to go, you know, how, how healthy is he going to be? So uh, definitely a storyline to pay attention to when you uh, head into that game on Sunday versus Seahawks. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 65 East Horizon Ridge Parkway in Henderson. Uh, come on by, hang out with us. we got a bunch of tickets here on the table. Uh, got some Raider Nation Radio 920 cups, a couple koozies here, got some hand sanitizer, and uh, we're expecting Coors Light to come on by and give us some prizes as well. So Coors Light has not made their way through yet, but they usually do. So we'll be here. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? What's your name? Darren. Darren? You, what play, what, you play baseball? Yeah. Who you play for? The Lock. Oh, okay. All right. That's what's up. What's up? What's up, big dog? What's your name? Um, Lee Smith. Lee? <laughs> you play first base, don't you? No. No? What, what, what position do you play? Third. Oh, you play Gabe. third? What position do you play? My name is Gabe Ish. Gabe Ish? Gabe Ish. <laughs> oh, okay. What position do you play? He ain't going to tell me. What position does he play? <laughs> okay. I was like, if you don't tell me what position... Yeah, we're definitely on the radio right now. We're just having a private conversation between me and you, and nobody can hear us on the radio except for me. I don't have another headset. If I had another headset, I'd let you come on. Just say hi. Just say what's your name. Here, go. Hi, guys. My name is Darian Kane, and I play for the lot. There it is. Boom. <laughs> oh, you do have another headset? Okay, go ahead. All right, there we go. My man's going to get another headset, and we're going to talk to you real quick. All right, we're going to take care of that. That's what we do around here. We're in the people-pleasing business. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're definitely on the radio right now. Absolutely. <laughs> this is what happens at Buffalo Wild Wings. You never know what's going to happen. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. But right now, there's some uh, – yeah, he's going to put the headset on your head. Now, remember, I know you, uh, I know you have clean language at all times because you're a young man, and I know you would do that. Make sure you uh, keep it clean. Yeah, we're about to all be on the radio if we can get this all put together. <laughs> Danny's in the home studio like, what is Q doing live on the radio? But this is what we do. All right, here we go. Go ahead and say what's up, my man. Hello. Hey, there he is. Okay, he sounds good. All right, what's your name again? Now, terrible. what's your name? Darian Kane. All right, and where do you play? I play baseball. I know you play baseball. Where, what team? I play for the lot, even okay. athletics. Okay, and how'd you guys do? You guys, are you guys here having a party or what? No, we're here for a tournament. Oh, okay. Okay, that's what's up. What's the, what's the tournament? Um, It's the Cranberry Classic. Nice, nice. You guys going to win? Uh, yeah. Hey, look, don't even hesitate. When we talk about are you going to win, be like, yeah, we're going to win. I had to process what you say first. <laughs> All right, he had to process what I said. I like that. Okay, well, how long have you been playing baseball for? Uh, for like seven, six years. Okay, who's your favorite baseball player? Uh, Trey Turner. Uh, okay. Way, yeah. All right. Trey Turner or Tatis, probably. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. What's your favorite baseball team? Um, the Dodgers. Ooh. Mama Q is a big Giants fan, so she's not going to like to hear that. Ooh. <laughs> he had the look on his face like, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> I'm assuming since you're a Dodgers fan, you're not a big Giants fan. Nah. I under, I am, I'm not mad at you. That's all good. That's all good. So what's, who's your uh, team, teammates that you have here? I'm going to um, be the representative. This for. one, number yep. 52 or 58, his name is Colton. Okay, what's up, um, Colton? Number 21 is uh, Israel. What's up, Israel? Um, 12, Bryson. What's up, Bryson? Um, where's he at? Uh, number 42. Yep. Uh, his name is Gavin. Um, that's my dad right there, Pop. That's what's up, Pops? Pops? <laughs> uh, Pops is number one. I see it. Hunter? Hunter. Uh, so there's someone in my uh, there's someone in the bathroom. His ah, name is okay. Hunter. Okay. Number four. <laughs> um, Who else? Gavin. Gavin. I already said him, but yep. this is Gavs. Okay. That's uh, my mom's. Hey, what's up, moms? There um, you go. That's my coach. What's up, coach? We're just having a good old time here, um, boy. Anything else? Yeah, I think I don't think so. That's about it. What's when do you guys play? When's your first game? Oh, uh, we play today actually. Okay, okay. When's yeah. your next game? Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow, what time? Uh. uh, uh. He don't know. He's like, I don't know. 8 o'clock. 8 in the morning? Yeah. Oh, that means you better get to sleep, get some rest. Man, you can't be up playing video games all night. We're going to Sky Zone. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are. All right. Well, that's what's up. Uh, there's, Hunter. A, there's Hunter. What's up, Hunter? Hunter. What's up, Hunter? All right. Let me. I got to ask you the million-dollar question, and we're going to let you go. What's your favorite football team? Ooh. Raiders. 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 Very nice. Raiders. There you go. Raiders. Yes. Like, so I go for Raiders. Okay. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Raiders. Uh oh. Uh oh. Careful now. And the Raiders. Oh, there you go. That a, that a boy there right is, there. Yeah. All right. Round of applause. All right. Tell everybody your name one more time. Darian Kane. And you play for the lot. You uh, athletics. There you go. And he's in town for a tournament. Your and, team plays at eight tomorrow. And by the way, if you guys don't know them, search them up. Yep. Um, the head coaches that lead, like that own the lot is. Kyle Evelyn and Dana Evelyn. All right. There it is. Well done, young man. Well done. Thank you so much. All right, we'll come back. Josh McDaniels, he talked to us today. You'll hear from him next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.